done it. We've plumbed the depths. We've gone as far as we can go. We've gone to the end and back again. I actually didn't no hit more the we end, can do. Dude. I didn't hit, hit the, the end. end. No, here's what happened to me, man. I pushed up against the boundaries and I just kept pushing. No, I I'm actually saying that I more I hit the bottom and then plummeted through the rocky pit that was the bottom and kept going. All right, into that dark hole. Yeah. So I guess what we're trying to say is this, unfortunately, will be the last episode of Ken Dotney Dill. You know, we've been talking a lot about it. When we started this, we knew the shelf life on this project um, was limited. And it's exactly that. It's a project. It's not like something that we planned on doing forever. We got a lot of laughs out of it. Um, and I learned a shit ton. Oh, yeah. About not only Donald Trump, but about like his orbit and about myself and how I think about him. Um so before we jump in, I just want to thank everyone who listened, who submitted a question, who left a review, who told me um, they enjoyed it uh, through any means they listened to it. We really appreciate it. Um, but to wrap this up, Jeff and I came up with a list of questions we're going to ask each other to kind of like, for lack of a better word, process um, this project. So Jeff, you ready to jump in? I'm ready to jump in. And I would like to echo those sentiments as well. Yeah. But thanks for listening. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I got a lot. We both got a lot of good feedback. So, and you know, it was something fun to do in quarantine. It was. It was. We've fun. talked about pivoting into doing something else and, you know, keep your ears peeled. Yeah. We'll see. We're talking about it. Erotic fiction, probably. Yeah. 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 It'll be very erotic. Erotic Star Wars fiction, Lord of the Rings <laughs> fiction, where everyone's pregnant. Oh, yeah. And someone just has an arbitrary TV for their head. You know, <laughs> just super weird shit. Okay, yeah. let's get into it. All just right. Questions. Question one. What surprised you the most? Okay, so I have a fair amount on this. Um, And I'll just go with the first one as it relates to this podcast and kind of mechanics of it. What surprised me was how it quickly became not could he do it, but would he do it? And that's actually kind of what contributed to like the shelf life being kind of small on this because it came very obvious to me that we would start debating whether he would make the snowman, not if he could make the snowman. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of surprising to me. Okay. I have two, two things. They're kind of tied. What surprised me the most. The first one, uh, and you brought this up, and I reflect on it, and it really took me by surprise how much it stayed with me, is how little people like this guy. Um, friendship is just not on his agenda. And most people, you know, when they, even when they say nice things about them, him, they're couched in these weird terms about, like, how he's a hard worker or he's very focused. But, like, reading between the lines, he's not very well liked. Not and he, he doesn't care about friendship. Trump's all of Trump's friends, according to him, in a campaign speech, are very important people. But he told the crowd. He told a crowd this, guys. Okay, <laughs> you guys. He, actually, he told a crowd this. He guys. told a crowd. I can't believe this is like something you, he would probably say inside his head. He said outside of his head. <laughs> he prefers less successful people because it makes him, him being Donald Trump, feel so powerful. Wow. Can cool you believe dude. that shit? Like. It's just another transaction. Um, another business associate said, friendship is not part of his agenda. And Trump concedes as much. 
I don't like to rely on friends. I'm not a trusting guy. My only real friends are my family members. This was in a 1987 Newsweek article. So this is way, way before the presidency. Mm. Um, he just, friendship is just something that is um, on his radar. And like, you know, I'm not saying I have like a cadre of lifelong hardcore friends that I'll never, ever not be friends with. But And I'm not saying I'm also not really tight with my family. But the fact that this is just not something that, like, factors into his personality is continually pri- continuously pri- surprising to me. And then the, o- the other thing that's a total shocker is that he can skate. <laughs> that is very shocking. That's pretty shocking. That honestly... That I'll get to this this old way in a little bit. That was a bit of a pivot point for me for him thinking about him. Um, That's a late dude. That was the last episode. I know, I know, but I, I I don't. Okay, Jeff, let me ask you this question: Do you think a lot about Donald Trump now through this lens? I yeah. do. Oh yeah, right. Totally. So like, and I don't know if you've been watching the news mm. lately. Things have kind of been popping off, coming to a head. Uh, unfortunately, about the you know the riot at the Capitol, uh, or you know, generously we could call it a riot. If you want to be a little less unkind, you could call it treasonous insurrection. Um, but you know, now things are really coming to a head. I still can't help but think about him through these lenses. So, I got a couple things right. Hit me with them that surprised me about this. Mm-hmm. One, and okay. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna seat this in an anecdote. <laughs> there was a study done with these people, and they, I, I don't know how many people they, they did this with, but they put a magnetic belt around them, right? They they put a belt around them that had magnets in it, and this they they had a simple computer program that would buzz, like, uh, like suppose north was like on your left hip. If your left hip was facing north, it would buzz on your left hip. So whichever way north was, it would buzz. Right? Okay. And they had these people wear these belts 24-7. Right? So, like, for a long time. And it became it became another sense for them. What, right? Where north was. Where north was. And then they took it off, and these people's brains had adapted to, like, basically having, like, true north like wired into them that they became despondent and it became difficult for them to function. I am surprised how taken aback I am by not knowing what Donald Trump is thinking and doing it every second of the day since his Twitter ban. Mm. I became so like engulfed in what he does like unhealthily. I think a lot of people were like this, you know, you, you get as Jason put it and other people have said, like he's living in our heads rent free and when he's just like snuffed out, you know, with his big microphone taken away from him, it was weird. It was weird how much power he had on Twitter. Right? I, you know what though? I'll say how fast I adjusted to him not being on Twitter. Like how little I think about him now. I think yeah. about him a lot, but I would say like, man, he really did press on me every day. Yeah. So, and then kind of like to get a little deeper. I was surprised how, like, thuggish he was as a child and, like, adult. And how it was unsurprising when you read about 
like how he was brought up and mm-hmm. his father. And his father seemed like a terrible person to the point that it drove Trump's older brother to basically drink himself to death in his 40s. Yeah. Like, it's kind of, it's sad. It's very it's sad. sad. It's very, you know what? If Trump wasn't so malicious, it would be sad. Well, I mean, he's like, we've done a lot of armchair, <laughs> armchair psychology on this, on this yes. podcast. I, and I, I, you know, I was reading about the guy who ghost wrote the art of the deal. I don't even know if he ghost wrote it. I think he might be credited as a, a co, co-author. Uh, Tony Schwartz, I think his name is. It's like, he basically said, like, if I had to rename it again, I would call it the art of a sociopath. Like, mm. really fucked up. And yes. it's, it's very obvious. It's very obvious, like, having done so much, like, oh my God. Looking into, like, every aspect of these stupid questions, how just, like, profoundly broken he is, and how, like... This, like, extremely conflated sense of self-worth and just total lack of empathy for others. Someone with empathy doesn't say to someone whose son died in, 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 a, mil- was it who, in a military action, uh, like, oh, he knew what he was getting into. Who what, Was it? Uh, John Kelly. John Kelly. General yeah. Kelly. I, like, oh, well, he knew what he was getting into. But is any of this surprising, though? Like, I think we're still. It I is surprising. About- yeah. I, I, I just thought he was a greedy dickhead. I didn't know he was just like well, a broken person so on the inside. To that point, our second question: Has this project changed how you feel about Trump? Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess this is more along those lines. Yes, that I thought that he was just a your standard issue '80s villain realtor guy, you know, mm-hmm. who just wants to just take the land, gobble up, and turn it all into golf courses for his rich asshole friends. But in reality, it's way worse than that. Yes. Dude, it's never going to be enough. It's never going to be enough. He's not. I, I don't know if this. I, I don't know if this is like change how I feel. But I, he's. I don't even see him. And this is so harsh. But fuck, we're not being. We're, we're, you know, we try to keep it apolitical, but who gives a shit anymore? No one listens anyway. It's like he. He's almost like not driven by emotions. He's just driven by petty grievances and wants and needs. I, I've changed into thinking that he's just driven mostly by spite. You know, hmm, interesting. Uh, so for me, I think this it changed this this idea for me changed at, in the idea that it became sharper and more clear as we went along. But I would say by week seven, this was pretty calcified into like this is my grand theory about Trump is that he has an incredibly narrow view of the world. Like, way mm-hmm. more narrower than I realized. Um, and if you're outside of that view, you don't matter. Um, and, like, what's even making it more dangerous? And before it was like, okay, well, yeah, no, he just, like, can't think about people not playing golf. Like, why would you? Like, there's, so there's this quote. So I actually think the the best article anyone can read if you want to get a sense of who Donald Trump is and who the Trump organization is, is it's a 2004 New Yorker, New York Magazine article. Um, and it's about him and his family. And it, it's actually told through the lens of his kids. And one of the things is they asked all three kids, is there anything that you wish your father was different 
you know, and they're young. They're probably they're young. young. They're in their early twenties. I mean, yeah. they're about the same age as we are. I'm 39. I think Donald Jr. is the oldest. I'm 41. <laughs> um, and he said, my father could be more understanding of things he doesn't, ellipses, understand. You know, if I want to go fishing rather than play golf, it's always like, why would you go fishing? I don't get it. It's crazy. Millions of people fish Donald Trump Jr. I mean, senior, millions of people. <laughs> it's a pastime that... So countless people take up. It's not crazy. It's just crazy to you because you have no empathy and like your worldview is so small. And Ivanka. Um, so that Donald Jr. said this and then Ivanka. Said apparently Eric and Ivanka had an instant look of recognition about this concept. Like, yes, this is a big problem for him. He can't understand other people's viewpoints. Um, and it got. What gets even more dangerous, though, is when you introduce elements of fantasy into this viewpoint. <laughs> like, I won this election. Mm. Um, like, and, but it's been here all along, you know? Like, the Kenya th- shit for Obama. The Central Park Five, which is a dangerous lie about these people who didn't commit a crime. Well, not the crime they were accused of. Um, and there's just no room in the world for other people. And it just became more and more clear because it's like... We tasked him with some very mundane things, you know, stuff that is not out of the ordinary. We didn't ask him, could he like build a nuclear reactor? And it just didn't seem like he was interested in anything. I couldn't find anything that he's interested in. Could you, other than golf and business? Like, and it just became more and more clear and it got more and more frustrating to read about this guy. As he his worldview is like a fucking tunnel, man, and it's it really a dark is. tunnel. He doesn't seem particularly happy. I mean, he's rich as shit, but uh, it is a very it's it's dark in there. <laughs> it's, dark. it's dark in there. It's you know, it's very like I said, it's incredibly narrow, and that view really came into focus for me. Well, let me ask you this, Jeff. Let me give you a leading question. Were at any point did you feel any positive things about Donald Trump? Any sympathy? Any like, oh, you know, I have this connection with him. Um, I almost fell into a trap of being like, I can admire someone who just plays to their strengths, and you you know what I mean? Yes, I almost fell into that trap where it's like, you know what? Yeah, he's an asshole. But he accomplishes what he sets out to do. If what you're accomplishing to set out to do is disenfranchising voters or, or circumventing um, environmental protections or building some monstrosity building so you can you can gentrify a neighborhood, is that something to be celebrated just because you can accomplish it? Yeah. And again, it's not like don't get tricked into the myth that he has spun about himself, that he has pulled himself up by his fucking bootstraps. He inherited an absurd amount of wealth. And it's easy if you're just going to buy a bunch of apartment buildings, you know, when you're when your dad dies and to, to get ahead. Like. So I almost fell into that trap and I came dangerously close. I would I would say probably around episode six or seven, I started leaning that way and I just. Yeah, I, I don't think I ever felt anything positive towards this person. Uh, yeah, I didn't either. So, like, I'm very family oriented, 
And I realized that, like, my idea of family is very different than his. Um, I thought, like, okay, when he really does love his kids. Like, but four, I realized, four wives. You want four wives. I, yeah. I want at least I guess he's. <laughs> I guess he has three. But you want four wives, like, concurrently. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I realized his family's just a fucking security blanket for him. It's just, like, that's what it is. It's like he's... It's an extension of his paranoia. Um, there, it's not a surprise. It's not just nepotism. Why Ava- Ivanka and Eric and Donald and Jared Kushner and all these people were brought into the administration. It's not just because he thinks they're the best. It's because of a deep distrust of everyone. That is true. And Did Trump, uh, one thing that is surprising to me, kind of going back, sorry to cut you off is that how small the Trump organization really is. It's not very big. It's his family and a few key trusted people, and the rest are just contractors that he brings in and out to get jobs done. Yeah, it's a security blanket. Yeah. It just makes him feel more safe, um, which is so weird to me. And it's like, it's not, he doesn't retreat into his family for comfort or... He doesn't retreat in his family for companionship. He, he retreats in them for business purposes and to soothe his paranoia because he doesn't trust anybody else. He'll just say it. He's like, family's the only people I trust. The fuck? <laughs> of course. Well, if that's the case, then you're always going to have them around. And then like, hey, man, we're not building golf courses right now. We're talking about manning the helm of the most powerful country in the world, arguably. The best country in the world. Fuck yeah, the best country in the world. So, I, I, I mean, to me, it's like I was starting to feel a little bit like that. I'm like, wow, this guy really does, is connected to his kids, but it's not a healthy connection. Mm. It's something much darker, if you ask me. Obviously, we don't have any hard evidence to back this up. Yeah. But, like, we kind of do, though. He'll say it. He'll say it. He's like... His only real friends are his family members. I don't I don't want to rely on friends. I'm not a trusting guy. I can only assume that the flip side of this is like I trust my family. I mean, he does trust Anthony Senegal, his longtime butler. Hmm. Maybe we've talked about, we've talked about him a couple of times. Yeah, he's been in the cut. Well, yeah, I mean he <laughs> he if it works for Donald Trump, he's not gonna change it. That's right. But yeah, so around like sympathy or make feeling any positive things about him, if anything, my feelings have gotten much worse. And obviously, we're in a pretty dark time right now. We're staring down the barrel, Jeff, of five hundred thousand people dead from coronavirus. We're staring down and the barrel has of armed insurrection. Uh huh. Like he hasn't even attended a coronavirus meeting in like six months. Yeah, that's profoundly fucked up. Profoundly fucked up, mm-hmm. and I guess like I keep going, I keep finding things that surprise me. Is that I thought, I thought going into it that eventually, like I, I'll do, I voted for Joe Biden, and I voted for Hillary Clinton, and I thought for sure, like just like getting into this, I would see the appeal he has on people, but I've not, I haven't even come close. I thought I would like get a. I thought I would get like a, the outline of it, but I, I don't. I, in fact, it's even more nebulous to me. Well, you know, like how can you look at this person, like especially if you like, 
dig into it, look at this person and think that he's qualified to do anything. Well, I I do have some closing thoughts on that idea. But I would also say, though, Jeff, that like few people give it the amount of thought we give it. (laughs) That's true. That's true. They probably, you know what? I mean, maybe, maybe it's as simple as, well, he's rich and rich people are good at stuff or they wouldn't be rich. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. He was on The Apprentice. Yeah. He likes pussy. I like pussy. I mean, that's true. I mean, we are pussy hounds. Oh, him, oh, me, and Donald oh. Trump. I know, dude. I sometimes I hear his his howl in the wind, and I howl back at him because pussy hounds recognize pussy hounds. Game oh. recognize game. That's right. Out there clubbing, <laughs> just clubbing. Okay, so Jeff, let's get down okay. to some real beeswax, though. <laughs> okay. You get one shot at this, okay? We're going to go through each question. We'll give a brief yes or no. Um, and if you want to change anything, okay? So let's start at number one. Can Donald Trump ride a bike? I said yes. I said yes as well, but um, it, it's a softer yes now than it was. But I'm still Interesting. going yes. I said yes as well. And I'm not changing my answer. Number two. Week two. <laughs> Can Donald Trump make a grilled cheese? Still, still no. Still a no. Okay. This one's, I think this one might have some tension here. Number three, can Donald Trump swim? This was our first split answer, if I recall. I said yes, and you said no. All right. I am actually going to change my answer to yes. Okay. Do you know why? Because uh, only because he, he has shown that he has a level of physicality that I had discounted in the past. Yes, he's fat and stupid, but I still think he could swim the brief, like, I think it was what, like an Olympic-sized pool? Mm-hmm. I still, I think he could do it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it to yes. Okay. A, our, a grudging yes. Our first change. Mm-hmm. Okay. Question four. Can Donald Trump change a diaper? <laughs> I don't even want to dignify this as a response. No, you cannot change. If there was anyone that I would bet like a serious amount of money on of me being right, that would probably be my one, I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. Number five. Can Donald Trump book his own airfare? I believe I said no to this we one. We both said no to this one. And I'm going to stick with no. I'm just going to stick with it. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to do the lightning round. <laughs> I, I have N-A. <laughs> okay. All right, can Donald Trump change a flat tire? I thought I said yes to this. We both said yes. And this is kind of getting back to, like, would he do it? And I I guess I'll stick with yes. Yeah, I'm sticking with yes here. Okay, number eight. My personal favorite episode, by the way. Can Donald (laughs) Trump ride a horse? (laughs) Beautiful. Love sugar cubes, and so does the horse. Uh, I'm going to say no. We both said no. Care. I'm changing my answer to yes. Get the fuck out of here. I am. You think I he am. can ride a horse? I am. I do. Why do you think he can I ride a horse? I think he can ride a horse because uh, he can ski. I can't believe he can. Dude, I, skiing really changes the calculus in my head around what he can do physically. I can't ski. And I would say I am much more athletic than Donald Trump. Yeah, I but just, that doesn't preclude you from being able to learn how to ski. Dude, riding a horse is a challenging thing that requires empathy 
and the ability to like get on the horse and control the thing and be like this is gonna sound so woo woo, but be like one with this animal and like control it. Are, are but you not trying to tell me all those people who take like horseback riding sessions at like an all inclusive are doing that? No, man, they're hopping on this fucking horse. And that's not what we that's not what we talked about though. Dude, those horses on those sessions have done that trail like a million times. And they're used to it. Mm. You talked about like basically going around like a rodeo circle. On, yeah, unaided. So like eat shit, bro. Like I'm still I'm going with it. I'm sorry. I'm I'm changing right. it to yes. You don't have to apologize to me. You have to apologize to the listeners. Listeners, I apologize. <laughs> That's right. But I have to he follow my. He heart. doesn't mean it. I know him. He doesn't mean it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, my second favorite episode. We really hit our stride. I would say <laughs> here, um, the five pound burrito challenge. Yeah, he yes. could do it. He's probably doing something similar right now. <laughs> yeah, dude, what do you think he's eating right now? He's in a bad headspace. What do you think he's just? He's probably just fucking eating chicken skin. <laughs> he's eating lots of fried chicken. That's for sure. I did. I did. Uh, a, a friend of mine um, sent me the picture of him when he hosted the football team. Yeah, uh, and with all that fast food, and it is like one of the most maniacal-looking things I've ever seen. He's got that like crazy smile where he looks directly into the camera, like a wolf, and he's just staring into the camera, smiling with just you know five hundred dollars, probably more than that, a thousand dollars of fast food laid out on these like banquet tables, mm-hmm. like these fancy tables. It's so weird. It's like he's like luring in children to trap them. You think about the history <laughs> that happened in that room, and then it's like, oh, and also uh, 300 fish fillet were eaten there. <laughs> it's All so, right. so crazy. So burrito was both a yes, a hard yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 10, can Donnie get them deals on Black Friday? I thought I said yes. We both said yes. I'm changing mine to no. I am changing mine to know as well. Uh, I, I So I re-listened to that episode recently. And I do the editing on these. So I get to actually like listen to it multiple times. And you fucking bamboozled me. And you moved the goalpost on me. Like we, we originally... <laughs> we originally had it as like basically a physical challenge. Where he would run the gauntlet and try to get the TV. <laughs> And you, you were like, well, what if you just bribe somebody? What if you just, you know, pay someone at the car at their car, just like butts in line? Okay, like, okay. Well, I apologize to the listeners <laughs> again. He doesn't need it. I know him. He doesn't need it. Hmm. Uh, okay, but why are you changing it to now? Okay, for me personally, it's because uh, now that we've talked about it and we've really like got our our head straight around who Donald Trump is. It's just so outside of his reality that, <laughs> it really like, is. it just is like I think he would be lost at sea. He would be frightened. He would be cowed into submission uh, by like I think I would be cowed into submission by some of the violence that happens on Black Friday. So like yeah. I just don't. I just and I'm a man of the world. So like I, I just don't. I can't see it happening. I think he's so far outside of his current reality that it would just he would short circuit and just not be able to get done what it needs to get done. Animal quiz. We both said no. You know what? This is the only one 
that I got a little bit of pushback from 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 listeners. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That one was a stretch, but I honestly feel like we got a lot of meat on that. And like, guys, it is not easy coming up with questions. <laughs> Because they can't be so boneheaded that it's obvious, but it can't be so challenging. But the sure. animal quiz one, I, I, I think that's because it lays around my interests, the animal quiz one. Like, I love nature, and, like, I think anyone who listened to that episode can probably hear my frustration and passion coming through a little bit. Like, I care deeply about wildlife, especially birds, and it's, like, insane how Donald Trump treats animals. Like, he has no fucking experience or anything with them. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, see, please see uh, the, the the racehorse that tragically lost its legs. He's the real loser in all of this. DJ Trump. Yeah. I that that to me, that to me is a, a very strong encapsulation of his mind for, mindset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I highly recommend checking that out as well. It's a Washington Post story. Yes. So if you're a subscriber to WAPO, definitely read that. It, it will definitely, uh, I would say that that's in the, that's a formative article for me. Yeah. I, there's a few keystone key articles. I think maybe we can put them in the show notes or something that like, I feel encapsulate Donald Trump. Um, we do. I mean, I would say we do, we, we, we do do our best to research this shit. We're not just shooting from the hip and, um, but there are a few articles that I've come across that really like stick with me. Um, but anyway, we're not. I'm not changing my answer for Animal Quiz. I'm not either. And then question twelve: Holiday magic. Can Donald Trump have a magical Christmas? <laughs> well, okay. Do you think he had a magical Christmas this year? No. <laughs> Man, imagine this dude. He's in the doghouse with Melania because he didn't get her a gift again. On top of everything else. Well, Christmas was before he um, incited a, a, a coup attempt. Yeah, so. but that's what I'm saying. So he's already like, oh, man, I lost the election. Uh, I'm pushing. Of Now I'm just inciting people. I've lost 60 out of 61 court cases to get my election overturned. <laughs> didn't get Melania a gift. Maybe didn't even get her a card this year. Oh, not even a, a beautiful. Well, he's working a lot. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So no change for holiday magic. For no change for holiday magic. Yeah. Here's a question. Here's one. Just sure. popped into my head. Do you think he knows the complete rule set of any board game? The complete rule set? That's kind of tricky because, I mean, many... Like Trouble? Trouble has four rules, dude. Uh, no, he doesn't know that. Maybe Candyland. Do you think Donald Trump believes in magic? Like the supernatural? No, no, man! <laughs> Can Donald Trump trap a ghost? No, no, no! I'm not talking about that. Do you think like he believes in ghosts and spirits and like? I think the closest he flirts with that is people of destiny. I would mm. bet that he thinks people have a are set. Some people are destined for great things. That's a very good answer, and it gives me a lot to think about. But you don't think he thinks about, like... Like, I'm not saying he believes that wizards walk the earth. (laughs) (laughs) Donald Trump, witch. (laughs) (laughs) But, like... I think that he might get, like... I bet you he has superstitions and, like... 
Like someone told him a house was haunted and he didn't buy it because of that. You know what I'm saying? Like I could just see it. I don't I don't see that at all. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. He's not a cartoon character. <laughs> like, come on. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, I just like I like it makes me feel better to think that he believes in magic, I guess. <laughs> Alright, so Jeff, wrap up thoughts. Okay, wrap up. We got up through thoughts. this whole thing. I just want to put a pin in it. I have you want me to jump first and, and yeah, share mine? Jump, and then, jump first. Okay. <sighs> My common knock. Here we go. Let me just bring this home for you guys. My common knock is that Donald Trump cannot and will not look outside of his own experience. Okay. As we've talked a lot about. So. On top of that, and maybe because of or, you know, as a result, he's only had one job his entire life. And that's within the family business. And so, like I said before, it's not a coincidence he keeps his family so close. It's his security blanket. And all his life, he's been in this, like, cocoon. Now, how on earth, like, in what world would he be effective in a new role as the president of the United States where he's supposed to make broad decisions amongst coalitions of people? Like, how... Could anything in his prior experience set him up for success to be the fucking president? So, okay. My final thoughts on but this. But I'm not done yet. Okay, go ahead. Because mine, mine mimic yours exactly. But I'm not even getting into the fantasies, the dark and dangerous fantasies he's pushed on people. in his London belief. Like, I'm leaving this off. And finally, it'd be, it'd be one thing if it was like a bumbling idiot but had a good heart. But the malice that he brings to everything makes him, as far as I'm concerned, completely unsympathetic. And he deserves any punishment Congress or the authorities deem worthy to give him. And that's where I'm leaving it. He just is not fit to be the president because of his life circumstances. And he never even tried to learn or grow. Which is, to me, the biggest sin you could commit as a person. It's just never even bothering to, to grow. So I will, I think those are all excellent points, Jason, for real. Um, and I actually have written down on, in my notes, basically the exact same thing. What's up? That's what's the up. On, that's what's up. And the only flavor I add to it is like, it prohibit like, because of that mindset, it prohibited him from trying to be, he, he was never president to the entire country. Right. He was only president to the 40% of idiots that loved him and could give a shit about literally the majority of the country because they had nothing to offer him. And it goes back to him just like being a solely transactional person. Yeah. And how this man got in this position, man, I am looking forward to the, the podcast and history books in a couple of years about this because it is going to be a wild fucking ride. I looking at the last month or so of, of all everything happening in DC, it's both tragically like predictable, but it feels so crazy and improbable at the same time. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like you would never think there'd be a, a, a storm on the Capitol, but here we are. And anyone who's been following this would tell you, like, yeah, of course, 
Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just such, so hard to hold in your head. I, it, it doing this, like part, part of the reason that I, I personally like, you know, wanted to end this is that like just doing this research is making me sad. It yeah. Made me sad to like, look at this and think like, for example, one time, and this is like an anecdotal story. Donald Trump sent an article that someone had written about him, a female journalist, that he circled in Sharpie and wrote dog face yeah. on the article and sent it to her. How is this person qualified to be president is beyond the fucking pale. And like, that is just like a microcosm. And it, it really did start to upset me. You know what, though, Jeff? To that point, I think the one thing we haven't talked a lot about is how much he fucking hates women. Oh, yeah. Dude, totally. we haven't even gotten into that. Because, I mean, like, I hate to play identical identi- identity politics. We're two straight white dudes. And, like, we've got the least brunt of this shit. You know what I'm saying? And, like, to feel, like, left out in the cold. And, like... Man, it's you're right. It's hard, and like for me, dude, Trump. I'll be honest. Be moment to moment, Trump turned my fucking life upside down. He clo- like I work for the government. He closed my office. He he, just, he decided all his appointees. They're gonna stream. I, dude, I lost my fucking job directly as a result of him. It worked. It all worked out for me. You know, I'm an employable person. I got a new job, and you know, life. The world kept turning for me, but like, dude, he turns everyone's life upside down to a varying degree, and I had it easy because I'm not like a gay person who's getting my fucking rights revoked or I'm not, you know, a woman who feels like the president of America is modeling behaviors, calling people dog faces and saying you can grab their pussies. Like, it's just so fucked up. And it makes me so sad to think about like, dude, you know, the one resource we don't get back time. It's the only thing we can't get back. And we've lost a year and a half to coronavirus, four years of our fucking country's life to this guy. It's serious business, man. And I have a lot of laughs and I'm so glad we did this podcast. Like, it's so good to like talk to you every week and like chat and lay the shit out and talk about, remember all that time I ate those McDonald's food? (laughs) But it is, it does, it weighs on me. And I think like, I know we've talked about this before. Like, even if you support him, it takes a heavy psychic toll to deal with Donald Trump. So, he can eat my ass. <laughs> you want to suck my dick, Donald Trump? You want to eat my ass? <laughs> Fuck you. You bitch. Bitch. You little yeah. bitch. Do you want to do some prognosticating? Okay, hit me. What do we got to do? What do you... Okay. What do you think happens to him in the next month? In the next month, it's quiet. Okay. What do you think? Next, I think so too. I think he fucks off and plays golf. I think eventually he'll be granted Twitter access. Long term, yeah. He either goes to OAN and is just like a founding. You know, he, he he'll have some sort of like I don't know if he'll have a show or he'll just like run the network. And I think. Long term, he'll he'll go to he'll go to a news network or or, or start his own network, which would be. I don't so, think that's going to happen anymore. Not yeah. after Wednesday. Yeah. So, and then I think he'll he'll faint and pretend like he's going to run for president, 
2024. But he'll, he'll read the wind. And if he doesn't think he'll win, he'll, he'll, he'll just pretend. He'll just say he's not going. Okay. So that's all very possible. I think that I, I envision a slightly different future. Um, I think that he will not go into news the way we like we think. Like he's not going to have a formal news role. He is going to take up the mantle of quote unquote voter fraud and bellow about this shit until the day he dies. He's going to form companies. He's going to go on TV constantly. Like however long Donald Trump is going to live for, he'll be talking about voter fraud and how you know whatever that means even though it was never an issue in america ever he'll just talk about this till the day fucking dies he's going to be the face of that forever i think that he's interesting i think he's staring that's an interesting and and probable take i think he's staring at legal issues i think so too um i think i'm not a lawyer and i'm not a cop so i don't really know like do i think i think it would have to be extremely heinous for him to like go to jail, but I could see him. I could see him having problems with like huge fines. And what bank is going to give him a loan now? What bank is going to give him a loan, knowing that he's like on the hook for like hundreds of millions of dollars? Oh well, I know how finance works, and he'll get money. He'll get money. He can always leverage something to get more money. He'll just die in debt, but he'll get. He won't go. He like he, he won't be in the poorhouse or anything. Um. Uh, you know, I, I think that there's a lot out there, dude. Donald Trump is a criminal. He's a criminal. He does criminal activity. He's been doing criminal activity for 50 years. He's not going to stop now. It will catch up to him. He might not go to jail, but the organization is going to take a huge hit. Yeah. But he will, but through that all, like a fucking garbage barge, just barreling down the river. He's just going to be screaming about voter fraud until he dies on the toilet. <laughs> I, I will end with this you know when we started doing this I, I started to get this inkling idea that the best situation that could come out of this is that like and the most cinematic would be that he goes through this and he ends up in a diminished state right like he doesn't come out of the presidency on top he comes out worse than he started I think that's happened, did, dude. And boy, did that happen. And boy, like, schadenfreude, man. So much. So much. Feels good. Every level. I feel it feels good at every level. From the tip, from your, from your little toes to what's left of my hair. <laughs> mm, so, yep. I love it. Uh, yeah, it feels good to not have to be, like, relatively neutral. Yeah. On this podcast. Yeah. But. Hey, man, let it rip. We let it rip. And I guess that's it. Yeah. Again, thank you for everybody. We appreciate it. And we, we, we wish you well. I wish you unending malice personally. That's what Trump would have wanted. It's easy in my brain. Mm-hmm.